What's up, business gal pals? Welcome back to another week of Be Myself Now in Business, the podcast. I just wanted to remind you before we get started that I've released a great new video series called Three Secrets to Starting a Successful Business. Whether you're thinking about starting a business or you've started a business in the last couple of years and you're looking to take your ability as a decision-making business owner to the next level, you're gonna wanna check this out. I talk about where to spend your money, what to do for sustainable growth and how to guarantee results. You can get access to the three-part video series by going to the show notes or visiting bemyselfnow.com slash three dash business dash secrets. Now let's dive into the episode. Welcome back, business gal pals. This week, I'm talking with Manet Bailey of Ivy Entertains, and we're going to talk about what's the difference between a coach, a consultant, and a mentor. So Manet is the perfect person to chat with me about this because after over 10 years in business consulting and having four successful businesses under her belt, Manet decided to turn her passion for helping women entrepreneurs into a business. Her mission is to help emerging and transitioning women-owned businesses create the most fire strategy and map out a step-by-step path that will bring their vision into reality. Welcome, Manet. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Very excited. I have such a great introduction today. (laughs) Of course, you're worthy of every moment of it. So why don't you share with us a little bit about the origin of Ivy Entertains and how that came to be? Um, Ivy Entertains is my first business, which I am extremely proud of. We hit seven figures this year, which was an amazing milestone for an immigrant that came to this country recently. Um, but I would rather want to represent today MBN Co because that's where the coaching and like the business mentorship part of things kind of happen. Um, Ivy Entertains is an influencer marketing and a talent booking agency that I started. That's my first business. I started myself. I came from a years of, uh, consulting. I started as a small HR boutique. It kind of evolved, evolved into, uh, freelance consulting, Internationally, I have worked with companies in Qatar, Russia, Italy, um, and in between with from small to big. And then at some point last year, I was like, why is this not a thing? Like, I need to make this into an actual business. I've been doing this for so long. So that's how MB and Co started. Um, it's actually rooted, it's a tribute to my mom. Um, she is someone who raised two kids all by herself. Um, and the MBN Co. and the reason why we made a point to serve majorly um, the women entrepreneurs is to provide that support system for women that my mom absolutely lacked when she was going through things. For all. That's that's comes from such a core, heartfelt place to say, you know, I know what this experience looks like without that support. And I want to bring that forward. So other women don't have to go through that kind of struggle. That's beautiful. For a lot of women, when we talk about even being in a, being in a bad relationships, being stuck in places like us, not being able to financially be financially independent causes us to stay in situations that doesn't serve us or our purpose. Absolutely. There's a lot of freedom that comes with that financial independence, freedom of choice. So what is the difference between a coach, a consultant and a mentor? 
So we live in an online era where entrepreneurship is accessible to everybody. And we hear this a lot where it's like, if you were able to do this, and then teach how to do it and make money off of it. Now, there is nothing bad there per se, but at the same time, um, I think that um, we do need a little bit more eventually. Hopefully, we will get a little bit more um, structure and accountability that is brought to the online space the same way that it is in the real world, if you may. Um, I think that the biggest difference between the coach, consultant, and mentor is that the coach doesn't give you answers. The coach is not supposed to give you the answers to your questions. What they're supposed to do is ask you questions that will make your brain work in such capacity that it will give you access to those answers to those questions. Consultants and strategists like me, although we might use some coaching techniques while we're working with our clients, we give the advice. We strategize, we plan, we analyze, we make sure that things are getting done. So the consultant is usually working with you to plan out the way that you can come to the outcome that you desire. And then when we talk about mentorships in traditional sense of way, mentorship is usually free. (laughs) It comes with like, I have succeeded. Now I want to help you succeed and helping people. The Part where I think that in online space where things are kind of vague, it's everybody's a coach. And sometimes people don't really need a coach. They need somebody to launch with them. Somebody that can come up with the strategy and a step-by-step process of X, Y, and Z. Or even somebody that can do the function for you, right? So for example, a service provider that can take over your social media, but we go to coaching and everybody calls themselves that while sometimes it's not really what they do. Sometimes they just teach a class and it's not really coaching. Or sometimes they would be giving actual advice, which you're not supposed to do when you're a coach. You shouldn't have, in in theory at least, like the coaches, they don't really have opinion on things. They don't do research for you. They help guide the process for for you to come up and think of the approach that will work for you. Absolutely. And what would you say is the most important part of knowing, you know, as an entrepreneur, whether you're showing up as a coach or a consultant, like why is it so important for us to identify ourselves in the right way? First and foremost, to avoid confusion and uh, to make sure that we're coming up and serving to people that actually need us. It's not about getting clients. You shouldn't be working with everybody that comes through that door. You should know what kind of transformation you are able to provide. And when you agree to do that, that's what you're supposed to do. And I think that setting clear expectations in the beginning of your journey with your client is the most important foundation of your work with them, whether you're a strategist, a coach, a consultant, a mentor, whatever you want to call yourself, the expectation is what is the problem, at least how I see. Even online, when we go and see an Instagram coach and an Instagram strategist, we don't see the difference. And we don't know as consumers where to go and what to expect from that person. Kind of like everybody's the same to us. 
and our expectations vary. So that's where I think the biggest problem is with why we need that is because there has to be an expectation on the client side as much as there is an expectation on our side of like what we can actually do and to keep us accountable as well. So how can we stay authentic to our definition of what we do and showcase our authority online, whether we're showing up as a coach or a consultant or a mentor? So uh, the authenticity is a long conversation to begin with, but I think social media has brought so many opportunities to all of us. And um, those opportunities are invaluable. People would never have access to entrepreneurship, additional funding, have that power because they are able to use social media. We weren't able to build networks as fast. We wouldn't have access to commercial director of Walmart two decades ago. And now that person is right there, literally uh, five types away from us, right? So the opportunities that social media brings is incredible. With that comes the stress of all of us trying to show them the best of us, put our best foot forward, right? That's again, where the, the lines are a little crossed is because we want to show up as good as we can, but that's not always our true self that is showing up. It's what we want to show to people. So with authenticity, I would just say that being transparent uh, with your struggles is one of the biggest things that I'm, I see a lot of uh, women entrepreneurs talking about it on Instagram and on social media in general. And I think that's a very good trend to showcase how vulnerable we can be, how being powerful and being strong and being successful doesn't take away from the struggles that you go through. As I just said, my business hit seven figure milestone, which is extraordinary for somebody that comes from a very small country. But when I look at like, there were moments when I was depressed, when I would be in my bed and I wouldn't want to talk to people. There are days when I wake up and I hate my clients. Sorry, guys. But there are some days like that. We're all human at the end of the day, right? And this personal, like bringing this humanization to business that social media is so able to provide us, is what's so amazing where we can actually vibe with the person that we're working with. We, we have better understanding of the values that we share and we want to work with people. So I think transparency is the biggest thing that I would like in terms of authenticity. It's not just us showing up, but us also being transparent and showing both sides of the story of both success and the struggle of both this curated feed but also very natural way of who we are in real life. So having kind of like that balance between, sure, put your best foot forward. Agreed, do that. But still keeping it true to who we are, keeping true to our values. I think when we were buying clothes, we never thought who is the head of this brand. Uh, we were just like the the, the clothes and we buy it. Right now, the industry is changing with personal brands coming forward and even with bigger brands trying to bring that personal touch to the brand by showcasing some of their employees or CEOs or whatnot. With that, there is 
a, a very big decision-making process that comes on us as consumers, where we not only like the product or the service, but we make decisions based on if we want to be identified and uh, associated with that brand or with their values or with their actions, right? When we were talking about H&M years ago, there were a lot of conversations of them uh, opening factories overseas where they were able to get child labor um, and they were paying much less than they would usually pay, right? When that was brought out to attention, their stock prices, the price of the company, it went down drastically because we as consumers decided that our values don't suit with theirs, that we don't want to be associated with that. I think that's something that is affecting my decision making, especially when I work with smaller businesses and small like service providers that I'm going to be working on day to day. Even on my website, when you go, when you decide to apply to work with me, there's a place at the bottom that asks you a specific question. If that question is not answered the way that it sits with my values and my core, we're not going to be working together. No matter how much I can help your business, we're just not. And that's that kind of amazingness of authenticity online, that it brings so, so much transparency, um, so much um, of our personal lives and personal understanding of like humanization of us as entrepreneurs into social media and the values that we bring to it as well. So what would you say to someone who is feeling concerned about that transparency, feeling nervous, letting the fear kind of come in, like I'm brand new to business and I'm a coach, let's say, and I feel like I can help people find their true North star and happiness but I don't want to show them my mess because then they're going to think that I'm not happy. And how can I help them find happiness if I'm showing up one day and I can't even find my own happiness? What would you say to someone like that? Um, um, The first thing that I would say is that we are at a stage where we want to learn from people. If you haven't overcome anything, if you haven't struggled through the same experiences or seen the same experiences that I have, you can teach me things theoretically but you cannot share the same experience with me. There, there is a mom blogger that, um, a service provider actually, that is, she is absolutely adorable. She never shows up on stories dressed up because she's never dressed up, okay? She's a mom of five. She absolutely does not care how she shows up there. She's a mom of five. Be grateful that she's still doing some work for you, okay? <laughs> but she shows up with her, feeding the baby while she's working, while she's doing her stories. She shows the mess in her house and how she's able to prioritize sometimes when we need to drop the ball. We drop the ball with um, like the, the house chores rather than dropping the ball with our clients. So she shows me the experience of being a mom and an entrepreneur in one place. And when I want to go to work with somebody, I want to go to work with someone that has five kids but is still managing to do the job and still showing up and still doing the best that they can for their clients. That's who I want to work with. And I think, especially online, there are so many tools created for you to still show the most professional of you that you are trying to show, but keeping it real with your people. I had calls where my daughter uh, just jumped in the call she was still breastfeeding, 
pulled my boob out and that was the whole thing in the Zoom conversation. Mom life. And I don't mind. That's okay. Now, don't get me wrong. That's not something that I would want to happen again, but we need to give ourselves a little bit of grace. And that client, if they had even one shred of, do I even want to work with this person? They went for it. And the reason for that and why that happens is because we find our reflection in the people that we want to work with one way or the other, even a small piece, but there has to be a reflection of us. All I can say to anybody that is feeling like coming up authenticity, like bringing that authenticity to social media, that's going to be hard. Nobody asks you to share your underwear. Nobody like your, your dirty laundry is your dirty laundry. If you you don't feel comfortable sharing it, there is no pressure on that as well. This is your business. The way that we come to this is with the mindset of this is my business. And finally, it is the time when I can set the rules. I can decide who I want to work with, how I want to work with, what kind of schedule I want to have. Like there is this power that comes with it. And if you don't feel comfortable sharing whatever it is you want to share on social media, don't. That, that's fine as well. Just realize that people are looking for that connection between them and the people that they hire. That's why we look for mentors and coaches and, and even outfits and things like that. We look for it on Instagram. We don't go and look for it on Google we go and search for it on TikTok. We work and go search for it on YouTube because on those platforms, even if you create the most professional video that you can, while you're speaking, while you're using your gestures, while your eyes are lighting up, people can see who you are. Your personality will shine through. And when you want to work, you not only want to work with somebody that can professionally provide the service that you're looking for, but we're also prioritizing that connection. Absolutely. I think you nailed it right there. It's all about that connection and showing up in a truth telling way so that people can feel that that connection is genuine, that you're not promising something that you're not. And then they choose to work with you because of that. And then they, you know, kind of get the rug pulled out from under them when they find out that you're not who you showed yourself to be. So yeah, when we show up in that really authentic truth-telling way, it's it's much more powerful. Yeah. And it's both on the side of like professionalism where I would really want to people to be very transparent and show up authentic, authentically and show people and tell people what they can and cannot do. That's first on that side, but also bringing your personality into it. You know, what I... I didn't work in corporate for too long, which I'm very, very happy about. I'm very grateful for the opportunities along my life that I didn't have to have a nine to five as much in my life as I, as others had to. And the thing that I hated the most and that I realized in a minute was that we spend most of our life working. That's the second thing next to sleeping and work, working is the second thing in our whole entire life that we spend the most amount of time in, no matter what kind of business we do, no matter where we work and what we do. Our life is right there, right? So if you have the choice to not work with people that annoy you, that not to work with people that disturb you, make you feel uncomfortable, make you feel undervalued, make you feel like crap or <laughs> trying to 
degrade your uh, achievements and things like that, like all of that, if you don't, you don't want to do that. If you have the power to choose, why would you want to choose to work with people that you don't want to and spend the most amount of time in your life surrounded by people that you don't want to be surrounded with? In my hiring process, the Zoom call that we're having for the actual interview is the most important part. I can teach you if you lack a skill, I can teach you that. If you don't know how to use the software that we're using, I can teach you that. I will never be able to teach you values. I will never be able to teach you being a decent human. I will never be able to teach you my vibe. If I'm the type of boss that drinks wine on a team meeting and sometimes complains about her clients, which I absolutely do, I want to do that with people that come with me. I don't want to be judged. I want to make sure that when I'm speaking, that it resonates. When I talk to you, you understand and we pick up. Like I can teach you things, but there are things that I can't. So your personality and you being able to also fit within my big team is what I'm looking for the most. Your skill set comes second. The same goes, you know, when you look for a job, if you don't like it, don't do it. I get that the money is important, but there's a million ways out there to be able to make money on this in this world. So how do you think knowing the difference in yourself, whether you're showing up as a coach, a consultant, or a mentor, changes your strategic business planning? Is it kind of the same in your experience? No matter which one you're showing up as, you just have to be clear. Or is there a difference in how you show up and strategize for your business? Well, every business is different, not only because of the services that you provide, but also um, because of your personality and what your brand comes up with. It's also your product suite can be different, right? Your pricing can be different. Your target audience can be different. So I think that when we plan out our year and have like a decent business plan in place with a strategy behind your brand, everything comes naturally afterwards. And based on who you're serving, based on what price point you're sell selling it to, uh, based on what kind of questions and concerns and pain points and happiness that they're looking for, based on all of that is how you decide how you're going to be showing up on social media or anywhere. If you are trying to talk to Jim that has a construction business, the way that you would talk to me and the way that you would talk to Jim is very different. We have different pain points. We have different concerns. We have different desires. And we have different personalities. So I think that before showing up, and absolutely showing up in your authentic self, it's also important in terms of your marketing and in terms of your business planning, when you talk about your product suite, your marketing, et cetera, is to make sure that you're showing up not for yourself, but for the people that you're trying to serve. And how do you marry the two? So you show up as yourself and the people you want to serve, but they might be a little bit different than you. So how do you bring those two together into one strategy. I have a client that I am super proud of. She's a real estate agent. And I have never worked with real estate agents before. This was my first time. Uh, but we were helping her mostly on her marketing side and her client experience, right? She has a very goofy personality. 
she's not everybody's cup of tea, right? So some, again, Jim from construction is going to look at her content and be like, this is a silly woman. Like, I don't want to be like, I want a professional person. I don't want to work with her. And that's okay because the world has millions of real estate agents and you can go and find the one that works for you. For her, we identified who she is, like based on who she is and who she loves to work with, she wants to work with positive people that are so excited about finding their new house. And also people that would be um, small families, new wed, newlyweds, or people who are just moving in together that are in the age group that just loves TikTok. The way that you would, you would meet your clients where they are with the content that speaks to them, about them. But what you bring to it and the personality that you put into that content can be different. The, the marriage between two, I think, is identifying topics that are going to serve your client and bringing in the vibe and personality that you and your brand have into how it is presented. So the content is for them. How it is done is still for them, but with your personality. Yeah, that's great. So if you're a coach and you're showing up online, let's say in reels and you're, you know, sharing some information that's helpful to people within your niche, how do you show up in that coach way so that you're not becoming a consultant accidentally? How do you stick to, you know, your wheelhouse and what it is that you do, but still share information while you share your personality? I think the first thing is um, understanding the difference, like do your research, just the fact that everybody tells you how to become a coach that teaches coaches how to become coaches and teach others how to become coaches. You don't really have to do that. Do your research, go learn. Internet is yours. There's so much out there that you can just literally search what is the difference between a coach and a strategist and it will bring you 75 different versions of saying the same thing, right? learn, find the difference between the two. And then from that point on, if you're not recording your sessions with your clients, definitely record them and don't record them for just the purposes of recording, but record them and go and review. Notice when you're uh, giving advice versus when you're explaining something. So I can tell you, for example, you know, that um, as a part of your marketing strategy, you would definitely want to learn when is it that your clients are more active? When is it the time where your conversion rates or your open click rates are um, bigger, are higher, right? So I can guide you toward that direction. But when it comes to telling you, don't send anything to people on Tuesday, because statistics shows that on Tuesday, people don't open uh, emails, which by the way, is not true. It's just an example. But for example, on Sundays, people are very like much less responsive. We don't open Sunday, um, mail. We we just don't do that. So if, if I give you a specific guidance of how to do X, Y, and Z, rather than asking you, where do you think you can find that information? Or where do you think, how do you think you can meet your people at the time when is the best and the most convenient for them? 
that's what the coach does. The coach asks you questions, you initiate. They're, they're not doing the actual work to change the outcome. They don't write a strategy for you. They don't write content plan for you. They don't identify your target audience for you. They ask you questions and let you do the job. But if you're looking for somebody that can come up with a strategy that goes behind it, that would be the consultant. That would be the strategist. And what I'm hearing in that too, is that coaches can show up online or in the marketing space and inspire and maybe educate, but then they don't take it to that step further that a consultant would, where a consultant can say, here's what I think is the best in your situation based on this inspiration and this education. I think that the coaches and consultants are providing different types of supports. I have somebody that I work with. She calls her program a mentorship program, although it's a paid source. It sums up what she does. She mentors me through the whole process with any questions that I have. Coaching, absolutely. Consulting, absolutely. Giving me the final documents, absolutely. Like all of that stuff is what she helps me work with. However, when we're talking, for example, about Instagram, I most likely am going to go with a coach. Somebody that can brainstorm with, with me, but like make me think about stuff rather than giving me a direction so that I can utilize that knowledge later on and do it myself. But when it comes to a marketing plan, I would go with a marketing expert to give me a decent and very thorough marketing strategy. Now, granted, again, this is like my personality, but I think that it's very important sometimes for us to understand that there is a lot of work that goes with working with any of those people. Even if it's a service provider that is providing you a full down for you service, you will have to do the work as an entrepreneur. You will need each one of those at different times of your business. It's not one or the other. It's all of them. I love it. You're right. We need those different services, those different types of service throughout different parts of our journey and sort of recurring as we go further. So like we have a coach at the beginning to help us you know, flesh out some things and ask those right questions so we can come up with the ideas. And then we're like, I need a strategist who can step in and tell me exactly what I need to do to make this goal happen. And I need some sort of service providers to help me, you know, build out the actual business itself. But then we might find ourselves needing a coach again, right? So it's just like a constant flux of like, which one do I need to seek out at this point in the game? And I, I personally have a budget item in my budget where this is for my education every single year and it can vary depending on what I'm working on always a need of the next thing because some coaches some consultants have experience and can help you with you know starting your business business foundation and then at some point you're going to need to level up your client experience at some point, you're going to need to start hiring and you need more leadership skills. So you need somebody to teach you something that you don't know or help you figure out how you want to move forward as um, a leader in your team, right? But I truly think that the understanding of the roles of like, you know, the coach, the consultant, the, the mentor, and as I just said, like trainer, right? We didn't even discuss it. Like the trainers help you train a muscle, right? It's very different. It's very different experiences and very different transformation 
and different experience that they will be providing, different results that they will be giving as well. I can't emphasize on this enough. There is one thing that you're taking out with you. Let this be that that each each different service provider, be that a coach, consultant, mentor, trainer, advisor, all of them have space in your business. And all of them can contribute to your business one, one way or the other. But the importance and where, where your decision-making skills come in play is understanding who can actually provide you with the transformation and the results that you're looking for um, and having a clear understanding who you are hiring because that's the only way that you can keep accountable the people that you hire is by setting clear expectations both on their end and on yours. Thank you so much, Manet. There's so much wisdom in this episode. It's just wonderful. Uh, before we wrap up, I want to ask you, do you have a favorite business hack or a bit of advice that you'd like to share with the business gal pals out there? Absolutely. Okay. So grab a notepad, a completely separate notepad from whatever you're working on. And that's going to be your achievement notepad. That's a place where you put down every single good thing that happens and that you make it happen. Small things, big things. Don't worry about it. Client success, uh, or you're like, I finished my work today at six and I'm very proud of myself kind of stuff. Like all of that things need to be in one place. And when you ever doubt yourself and you will doubt yourself, when you need time to reflect on things and make decisions, important decisions when you're very conflicted and you're trying to understand, do you, do you take the risk? Do you not take the, like all that? Or when you're going on a call with a client or um, the potential client and you're on a discovery call, go read your achievement journal, read how much you have achieved, what kind of things you are able to do for yourself or for your clients, be grateful and move forward. Because sometimes when we doubt ourselves and as women, we do that constantly. What if we didn't do this right? What if this, what if that? And then comparison on the social media, people do this, people do that. What am I doing? People are earning six figures. How am I doing five figures and I'm happy? Why is that? <laughs> All of that stuff. Go back to your achievement journal. Read through it whenever you're making a decision. And I promise you, it's a very different experience. We, we are in business every day. So the small wins and small achievements that we have, we miss them. Unless it's a flashy sign in front of your eyes, you don't notice that. But when you write it down and then you go and reflect on it, there's so much that I've achieved this year. And having seven-figure business has absolute, it's, it's not even the most important thing that happened last year. It's important, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't the amount of small things that I was able to achieve, the amount of success that my clients were able to achieve, be that the small things of they hired their first person. Or for the first time in five years of business, their business was finally profitable. Now, granted that profit might be $20, but it was profitable for the first time. It's a big thing. It might not be that shiny six figures, 10K months. It might not be that, you know, like a tagline that you can see everywhere, but it is an achievement. It's the, the fruits of your work. It's the fruits of your labor. So um, acknowledging it and looking back to it and reflecting on it. I think that's the biggest thing that I would suggest to anybody. I love that. That's, you're so right. We are worthy of celebration 
big and small. And we forget that we forget it so easily because we feel like we didn't run the marathon, but what about all those days we got out there and walked a half a mile? You know, we've got to be able to celebrate every single achievement, every step of the way. So thank you so much for that. I love it. I'm going to get myself a pretty little achievement journal. <laughs> so yeah, where, can definitely should. where can they find you if they want to find out more about these strategies that you help create or what your business is doing? Where can they get in touch? So uh, you can find me on Instagram. It's Ask Money Bailey. And you can also go to my website. It's moneybailey.com bear with me because I'm going through rebrand. I love it. Well, I can't wait to see your brand new website when it's all refreshed. And I know the business gal pals out there have a lot of space to hold for that because we're all trying to figure this out as we plug our way through it. And we set up one thing and then, you know, six months later, we're like, that is not right at all. And we have to go back and work through it and, you know, recreate the way that we put ourselves out there. You evolve your business evolves with you and it is your business. I want to emphasize this again, like this is your business. You have the right to do it the way that you think is fit for you. The way that it serves your purpose, your relationships with your family, your own personal health, your, it needs to serve you. The business is made for you to prosper. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, like our business is meant to serve us as much as it's meant to serve the world. And if it doesn't serve both, then we're kind of missing the point. So yeah, I love, I love the energy you brought to that. It's so true. Thank you so much for being with us this week. And we will have all the information in the show notes about where you can find Manet. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. 